everyone. Welcome back to the Women in Pop podcast. It is Jet here with you again. And do not forget before anything else, issue 10 of Women in Pop magazine is out right now with the woman who many artists we interviewed name as the inspiration on the cover. It's the iconic Rihanna. Across 10 pages, we look back at her incredible career and analyze her contribution to feminism and the world of pop music. We also have interviews with Swedish superstar Zara Larsson, 90s feminist kick-ass icon Shirley Manson, New Zealand's badass Lady Hawk, plus we celebrate the groundbreaking 50th anniversary of Carol King's Tapestry album. You can buy your copy now at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe or in a news agency near you. On to our guest today. She first released music in 2019 and over the past three years has created some incredibly magical pop moments. She has proven over and over again she is one of the most talented young artists in the Australian music scene right now and has recently stepped things up a notch with the release of her latest single, Supernova, an addictive slice of glam 70s disco deliciousness, which we absolutely adore. It is, of course, the wonderful Chase Zera. Chase, hello. And welcome to um, Women in Pop. That was the best intro ever. <laughs> I could just I shout it, it out in front of you if you like, whenever yeah. you're doing things. Especially the 70s disco glam. I love it. Oh um, my <laughs> God. Seriously, Supernova, it is pure roller boogie sparkle um, incarnate. Tell me how you're feeling with it now out into the world. That's actually funny you say that because I was planning to have a single launch for it, which included a roller disco. Um, <sighs> But alas, it'll happen one day out of lockdown. It'll still happen, just postponed. Um, but yeah, it's going great. I I think it's good because it's given me something to look forward to in lockdown. You know, it's like a it's a project and I have been working on it for months. It's a very strange feeling it just being out. But everyone's been so supportive of it and given it so much love and time. So um, yeah, I'm very happy that everyone's heard it now. It's, it's like such, my baby. It's weird. Oh my God, it should be a baby. And just in case there's some people out there that haven't and they're like, what the hell? I'm just going to play it now. So here is Supernova. shit you have perfectly like dragged my heart into the albums and movies and roller rinks of my childhood while still my heat my feet and my mind careering into the future um which is just an incredible incredible task to have achieved um where did this bad boy come about yeah I think I I've always loved to like disco and pop music and dance music and everything I've always done seems to be a blend of more dance and pop but I really wanted to um go more into the disco realm like I especially my mum but both of my parents um you know as I was growing up would always play disco music they love the Bee Gees and Earth Wind and Fire and Donna Summer and we'd sit around the fire and listening like listen to them all the time and growing up as a dancer I was also dancing to Kylie Minogue and um you know we did like a, a night fever musical at my dance school. And I think 
I wasn't giving all of those life experiences and references enough of a chance to shine through in my music. So I just wanted to experiment with like, what if I did, uh, because disco music makes me so happy and I love hearing it on a dance floor, what would it sound like if I incorporated, you know, some disco strings and electric guitar and funky bass lines into my music? And um, I went into the studio for the first time feeling like, you know, rather than going in and thinking, oh, I'm just going to see what comes out. Maybe it'll be really pop. Maybe it'll be really dance. I'm not sure. I had a very clear vision was like, I want to write a disco song. Um, I had a reference playlist of, you know, I think the the disco songs that resonate with me the most. And um, we just went for it. And Supernova was the first song that came out of that session when I decided that's what I wanted to do. And it was just this breakthrough moment of like, this is exactly the type of artist I want to be, the music that really gets me fired up and happy about what I'm doing and proud of myself as an artist. And since then, I've just, I've just stayed on it and kept making like disco pop music. And I have so much more that I'm excited to put out there. But yeah, I think like it took a lot of experimentation and I still love my, you know, my past repertoire, but it feels like it was all leading to this point. And now I feel the most confident as an artist that I've ever felt because it just feels like it's the most me. I'm so glad you said that because without at all dampening anything and, and any of the singles beforehand, um, as a listener, there's a very evident shift and not even necessary in the genre because genres get played with all the time. But I, there, there seems to be this kind of, um, I guess, yeah, it's like a coming of age, like a confidence in yourself that's so beautiful to hear in such a gloriously fun track. Yeah, oh, thank you. And I think at the moment too, it felt really nice to be able to put out a song, you know, especially in press and all of that. I wanted to emphasise that it feels like a moment of escapism for people because everyone's constantly watching the news and hearing bad news and maybe not, you know, going through the best time of their life with the um, pandemic and it just feels nice that I can give people like even just three minutes and 30 seconds of time to dance to and um, kind of escape and not have to worry about all that stuff and mm -hmm. um, yeah like I've spoken in the past about how I tend to just quite naturally write songs or feel the most creative when I've just gone through something or have felt down and have now come out of it and then I'm on the back end of that and I've gotten through something and I think because of that my lyrics tend to be you know centered around empowerment and confidence and feeling myself and um, you know feeling better again after maybe going through some hardships so naturally I think the sound needed to be like the instrumentation needed to be disco-y and fun and energetic to match those lyrics and the themes that I was writing about so it kind of once the lyrics and the themes match that instrumentation. I was like, boom, I'm here. <laughs> Gorgeous. And I also love the way you speak of music. And um, for listeners that don't know and may have heard just a moment ago, you did grow up, um, well, you grew up a gymnast as well. You were a gymnast yeah. and uh, a dancer. And then you moved into creating music and you're also a producer. Like, you're, you know what I mean? You, you've kind of bubbled this whole world of music. And do you feel by having so many, I guess, oh, how would we say, like threads from audio yeah. that it really shifts the way you create it as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
in terms of that, like I will be in the studio writing a song and before it's even finished, I'm thinking of a dance, like dance choreography to it or picturing it in a live show setting. And I like to think that my years of a, as a dancer and being influenced by so much of the music that has also influenced how I make music is like, I don't know how to put it into words, but um, it's, it's caused me to think of myself not just as a musician that writes songs, but someone who builds entire projects and it really makes the songs a moment, you know, incorporating dance and choreography and building the live shows around the songs. I just think it feels really nice having a dance background and being able to make songs bigger than just a piece of music. Um, so that's what I'm really grateful for. But yeah, I think also being a gymnast and then going into dance and then finding music, it feels like a really natural progression. But I think when I think hard about it, it's just that I, whatever I'm doing, I pour my heart into it. And I've always been an ambitious person and it suited me to be ambitious about sport when I was younger. And now it suits me to be ambitious and pour my heart into music. And it's just like, whatever I'm doing at the time, I put everything into it. So, yeah. I can't wait for you to go into politics. Oh, never. That's what, that's what we need more of. No, we need we need more drive. We need more drive and, <laughs> yeah, and like energy and yeah. dance and music into it. Watch this space. Um, speaking <laughs> of political I, easy. <laughs> exactly. I want to play now. I want to play over here. Already walked on the my tears. You can take it from me. Don't feel my fire. Don't fuel my fire. I'm fine without you. Now, okay, this track. When it came out, I was just like, sold. Like, like, there's this very night drive. Like, for me, listening to it, I was like, oh, this is that leading up to a night drive. This is, oh, this is like, it made me want to go out and make decisions I would then later regret. Is that a horrible thing to that say? That makes me so happy. I love that. That's that's what it's all about. No, I, I think my the reason I've been in a bit of a weird in-between place with my music until now is because I have so many international influences like Dua Lipa and Lady Gaga and Jamiroquai and then I have so many Australian influences too like Golden Features and Hayden James and I think over here was definitely leading towards where I am now but very much on that Australian dance scene still and that holds a dear place in my heart too because I you know it reminds me of going to music festivals here and like this and going to festivals here was the first thing that made me fall in love with music and want to be a musician in the first place. So over here was kind of an ode to that sound. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a night drive song. Like one of those songs that you can be driving along and then you get to your destination and realize you weren't focusing on driving because you're listening to the song and then you remember that you were driving the whole time. But yeah, that one was a really, a really fun one to make as well. It's, it's, I don't think it strays too far away from Supernova and I could tell where I was heading with my music, but I just 
really needed to give that like uh yeah Australian dance music influence a place to shine before I moved into the disco pop era <laughs> gorgeous it's oh it's such a beautiful transition and I did read that you're a self-professed pop baby yeah I I didn't want to call myself like a a pop queen or a pop print <laughs> pr- pop princess sounded a bit too like pretty for me I don't know and I thought I'm still starting out but I'm a I think I'm a lover of pop and I'm definitely heroing pop in my music so I thought you know pop baby is a good title for that and I just put it in my Instagram bio randomly one day and now I've actually changed it to disco baby because now I'm I mean I'm still both but yeah but I thought that was a good sort of summary of how I feel like I'm on this trajectory of becoming a pop queen but I'm not quite there yet I'm still the pop baby so it's a beautiful place to be either one of them um I want to talk about your voice because it's so it's ah it's so signature and I remember um speaking to you previously and you'd said that when you first started singing you just kind of almost pigeonholed yourself into these because your voice is deep and husky you almost were like well I better just sing some some gritty jazz and some darker and of course now with your confidence you're pairing it like you went club scene and now you're getting into disco is that something to do with growth and and understanding your voice yourself or actually just going you know what it doesn't matter what my voice sounds like it's just going to apply to any music I like yeah it's it's definitely come from a lot more practice and confidence and um I think before I I definitely shied away a lot of singing in my high register because it didn't feel natural to me and I stayed in my comfort zone singing down low and in that sort of um, lower register husky voice. Um, So it was just me wanting to push out of that comfort zone and not wanting all my songs to sound the same and to be too monotonous. But I think I also, like, I owe a lot of it to the people that I've done sessions with because I have these very vivid memories especially from writing Supernova where we were writing it and we wrote in this register and I was like that's too high I can't do it and Bella and Pat who I made this song with who were in the session with me were like you sound fantastic and you can do it it's just you know put some more air into it and really breathe into it and believe that you can reach the notes and you can And um, I think it was definitely a confidence thing because I didn't think that I could sing this song and I wanted to bring it down a key. And, um, you know, they kind of made me believe in myself and I went for it and it happened. And from there I've experimented more with my higher register and just being more versatile with my voice. Um, So it's so important to support other artists and, you know, be in sessions and, really gas them up like that because if they hadn't done that I might not have even tried singing it might have like the song could have ended up completely different or in a different key and not being as energetic and um you know empowering and like that so I yeah I'm really grateful that they sort of pushed me out of my comfort zone and it led me to experimenting more with my voice gorgeous and with that I mean it's Australia classically and unfortunately still today is still very much um, (laughs) the country of man rock 
like <laughs> with regards to music, despite yeah. the fact that there's a lot of women and a lot of women singing all kinds of music. It's just um, if you have a penis and a guitar, then you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> feel it, that. It's very hard to be creating music as a woman. And there's and I there's only a certain amount of radio play that goes to a certain amount of women. How has your journey been breaking through, not just as a female artist, but a female artist going pop, going disco, going things that just aren't unfortunately given space for here in Australian radio play? Yeah, it's interesting because I was, I've been thinking about this my whole career, but especially after the release of Supernova. And I don't want to discount anyone that has compared it to Kylie Minogue because she is one of my biggest influences and you know, not just musically, but the fact that she's Australian and broke the international scene, that's so inspiring. And it gives, you know, developing female artists in Australia something to aspire to, because it's like, if she did it, I can do it. And I'm really proud to call her one of my, you know, biggest inspirations. But it is, I do notice that I, you know, I put out a disco pop record, and instantly across press, I'm compared to Kylie. Um, And there can be a thousand indie rock bands fronted by males that don't get compared to each other or referenced to one another. But there's one disco pop icon and it feels like if I try to do disco pop, automatically I'm either second to Kylie Minogue or I'm trying to copy her. So it does feel, you know, I could name a lot of guy bands that sound similar to each other, but the press would never make that connection. I feel like women are more pinned against each other or it's like the press wants us to be competitive with each other and I think that I've really pushed against that and tried to just be supportive of other women in the industry and um, you know supporting their wins doesn't mean that I can't also be successful and I I've talked about as well coming out of a very competitive sport like gymnastics and moving into that space where you're forcing yourself to not be competitive with people was a hard thing for me but it's just such a more peaceful space when you can support what other people are doing and not compare yourself and just be in your own lane and focus on that and not feel like if someone else is successful then you can't be or you know if if you're doing something similar to someone else then it's not not unique enough so it's something I've had to train my mind to think and I'm glad that I really believe that now Radio play is a hard one. It's something that, you know, whether it's playlisting or radio, you don't always get a lot of feedback. Um, So you don't always know the reason. Um, But I think if I get radio play, I'm really grateful for it. And if I don't, typically I try not to take it personally. And I also think at the moment, especially when so many people are releasing music, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, my baby and I'm like this song I've worked so hard on it's my favorite song that I've done and I'm really proud of it but times that by hundreds of thousands of artists who are also releasing their babies and it's their you know their project is their priority too so it it can be disheartening not getting 100% of the targets that you know or like your goals and reaching them but um I just try to focus on what I do get and not focus on what isn't happening for me mm-hmm. so that I don't go insane <laughs> <laughs> so I don't go insane I like that yeah and so that I'm not disheartened because I don't want it to ever stop me from creating music I yeah if you're grateful for the wins 
and um, happy with what you're achieving, then you'll keep pushing forward and doing it because you love it. It won't deter you from releasing more music. That's absolutely true. And just keep chasing what you love, which is clearly what you're doing now. You're just chasing the sounds that inspire you. And with that in mind, obviously, we've just got this gorgeous disco roller boogie thing going on at the moment. Have you already, I'm imagining you're constantly writing. Have you already like leaked heading on, okay, the next move is, are you looking for, are we past disco or are we just going to live in the disco land for a while? I think I've, I, I did a little Q&A on Instagram the other day and someone said, you know, uh, this is my favourite song, are you going to do more disco pop? And I think that I always want to have a blend of disco pop and dance and whether it's, you know, the percentage um, or the ratio per song changes, it's always going to be in that world for me now that I've done it and I realise how much I love it and that's what I like creating. Um, I'm no, I'm never going to stray too far from this, like where this song is sonically. I have a few that are more, uh, you know, a bit more moody or a bit more fierce and then others that are more happy and energetic, very similar to Supernova, but they're all in the same realm. Gorgeous. You know, I don't want to, I'm not going to, do a massive shift from this um but I also don't want to try and make every song sound the same so they're all just kind of sitting in a pool with one another but I do as soon as I finish one like if I release a song I'm straight away thinking of what's next and uh, I think you kind of have to do that as an artist especially on release day because release days can feel like a birthday you know it's very overwhelming and everyone's so supportive and loving and you love it so much and it gives you all this adrenaline and you're like cool I want to feel this again very soon so you're on to finishing the next track and yeah it's just a ever ever going thing I don't know if that's a word but you know what I mean yeah and I think as long as you're I mean you've got such an array of tools at hand musically that I'm sure whatever you turn your inspiration to it's just going to turn out gold um what is on the horizon for you, Chase? Uh, well, I can't say shows at the moment. Um, <laughs> I did, oh, I, yeah, I did have some exciting ones um, coming up in August that I, yeah, like I said, I didn't even get a chance to announce them before they were postponed. Um, but hopefully later in the year, I've been doing some Zoom rehearsals with my dancers just so that when the time comes, we're ready to go. Um, but yeah, I have... Uh, like I said, Supernova really sparked something within me that I felt like I've reached this like most authentic point in my career as an artist. And that really excited me. So from that moment on, like I wrote Supernova last October. So since then, I've written a lot more, experimented more with disco pop. And there's there's a lot of demos that are like 80% done and I'm working on finishing them in lockdown. Uh, which is tricky but yeah I I think I'll keep releasing um, I have a few more that I'd like to get out this year but I just have tried you know throughout COVID to not be too solid with any plans because I don't want to be disheartened if lockdown and restrictions and stuff cause things to be postponed or delayed but yeah I think my main focus is just to keep getting music out there um, and add to my repertoire to show people what is me currently, um, which is why I was really glad to release Supernova because I was telling everyone that I had this disco pop 
sound coming and that it was evolving, but I had nothing on Spotify yet to show for it. So the more I get out there and the more I release it is what I've actually been working on in the last, say, six months, um, the better for me because then people can see how I actually, you know, that they can see that what I've been going on about the whole time, they can actually hear it in my music, if that makes sense. It's not just in your head and you're throwing, like, no, it's yeah. coming, it's coming. Like this, this is what I've been annoying you about for the last six months. This is Remember this conversation? This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's more coming. I'm very excited to get it out there. Gorgeous. Chase, thank you so much for joining us today. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Um, everybody, Chase's latest single, Supernova, is out right now. Uh, across all platforms, out of your mind, into your ears. So please get out there and give it a stream or a download immediately. And also check out the video because it's beautifully purple. Before we go, do not forget issue 10 of Women in Pop magazine with Rihanna on the cover is out now. Featuring interviews with Zara Larson, Shirley Manson, Greta Ray, Ladyhawk and so many more. Go to womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe to get your copy now. Thank you for listening today. We shall be with you again very soon with a new episode. Until then, from myself and Chase... Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for having me.